Oh, hey, hey, give me the sound wave. Hey. Oh, oh, oh. There we go. Here we go. That looks like a penis. That was a penis. All, what if all your sound waves were penises? I'd Uh-oh. be a happy woman. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and with me tonight, I got Weenie Wave Zach. What's up, brother? Hey, oh, oh, you know, just a crappy sound of Mike out in the middle of nowhere in St. Louis, Missouri. So there you go. Get her done, bro. Get her done. Uh, and then finally, returning from the dead, we have coming in clutch, Kali. Yes, I am back. However, I've been hearing rumors about the whole Priestley McPherson now. <laughs> yeah, Zach Zach coined the Priestley McPherson uh is the is the latest version of the Frosty Craps. So let's see if we can break that streak, eh? Uh that's the plan, guys. All right, cool, cool, cool. I'm glad to have the both of you tonight. We're gonna talk video games. We're gonna talk about some stuff, tell some stories. Um, but before we get in to anything, let's toast. This week's toast is going to go out to AEW. That's right, Tricky, the greatest wrestling promotion that's been around since 2019. Uh, we got the uh, toast to Stone Cold Steve Austin's return on Rus- at WrestleMania. That was freaking amazing. I did not expect him to actually have a match after 19 years of waiting with seemingly no real buildup. And it was awesome. And it was the whole. The whole Stone Cold Steve Austin ensemble, the greatest uh, hits of all the moves. Uh, he took some good bumps, and uh, he made WrestleMania great again. I'll say that. And then uh, I also want to give a big, fat, nice, nasty slurp to the Max Payne remakes. Uh, shout out, freaking Levi. You're going to love these. Remedy is remaking Max Payne 1 and 2. I am so stoked, you guys. When you guys, when uh, Kalai, when you sent me that article, I was, I literally, I audibly yelled, yes, because like, I want that so bad. You guys don't even freaking know. And the fact that we're going to get a Remedy made remake, not a remake from a third party or a fourth party or fifth party, some, some, we're actually going to get Remedy remaking those games in their current engine, the control engine. I think it's called Northlight. So that is super, super dope. We're going to toast to our Patreon producers. My name is Effing Mayo. MZ Nitro, Redbeard Rick, and Sony Pony to you. You guys got anything else? Yes, I want to toast to our wonderful listeners, especially to JT, who literally made my week so much better, and I will be going into that in a little bit. Wow, picking favorites. All right, here we go. Toast it up. Uh, For the record, uh, Diet Coke does not go good with um, Hall's Relief um, honey lemon flavored cough drops. Uh, did not figure it would. 
I am I, drinking oh. a new rainbow sherbet rain, oh, and it is yeah, delicious. Yeah, you are. Let that freak flag fly, brother. All right, so this is the Loot Bros Podcast. We're going to talk games. I want to just do a little bit of housekeeping up front. Uh, check out the YouTube. Check out the socials. Check out the Discord. All those links are in our link tree, which I post in the description each and every week. Um, two things, listeners, please. Leave us reviews on iTunes. Those have slowed down a little bit. We definitely need some more reviews. That changes the algorithms and all that good stuff. It really does. Um, it really does pay a, make a difference when it comes to the amount of traction we get. And then uh, ever since Spotify added their little star menu, and I think you can only do it through the mobile app. If you use Spotify on the uh, um, in the web browser, I don't think it works, and I don't think you can do it on the app on the um, on your computer either. But if you use Spotify on the app, give us a five star, give us a four star, three star, whatever, however many stars you think we're worth. And uh, help us out because what I noticed was once the rating system hit, our Spotify listenership dropped pretty good. And I guess it's because now they've implemented some new algorithms and what have you. So definitely give us some love on those free feeds, all that good stuff. And if you like what you're about to hear, if you like what you've been hearing week after week, check out the Patreon. You can get in on the Patreon for as little as a dollar. So that is all the housekeeping for now. Kali, you haven't been here for a while. Why don't you start us off with what you've been playing? Well, first of all, my therapist approved me to play pretty much any game I want. There you go. So I'm back. So let's start with my Monday and how terrible my week has been going. I have been exhausted. So listeners, the reason I haven't been in here is because I've had to clean out my in-laws house. It, they were hoarders. Literally. Literally. I found, yeah, Literally. I, I found buckets. My, my mother-in-law played Farmtown. Which I can absolutely respect as a gamer, except that whenever somebody sent her something in the game, like, you know, like a plant or a bird or whatever, she thought that's exactly what she had to send back to that person. So we found scraps and scraps and scraps of paper with people's names and the item that she wanted to send them. And she didn't throw them away. She put them in buckets. She just stored them. Wow. Like she would just print out like, like, or write out just like who she wants to send something to, like a written log. Like a, like a written note, and it was on the back of everything. And she kept every scrap of paper she could get her little hands on to write these little notes. Wow. And so we had to go through every scrap of paper because there was a nursing home policy, which I knew, but we couldn't find it. We found it in her pile. Eat. So we had to go through every scrap of piece of paper. So this has been going on for months. Work, of course, has been annoying. We got a whole new system. It's just been miserable for me. And then Monday night, JT sends me a message. He says, you need to check your mail. And do you know what I find in my mail? Bag of weed. Uh, <laughs> e- even better. Even better. <laughs> he sent me a copy of Elden Ring. What? Ayo. On For PC. And he said, we are not talking about this on the podcast, and I want you to talk about it. So I have been playing Elden Ring. No way. Oh my god, it is amazing. Really? Yes. Oh, it's so good. It is really good, right? You you play Zach? I do. I got the, um, I got a knife that, uh, it just does bleed damage. 
and I've been running around. I get, well, I get off the, you know how you come through that door? The first thing I do is I do the stupidest thing. I jump off the stupid cliff and die. I died 30 seconds into the game. <laughs> That's all like something I would do. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's, it's, it's just been a hell of a time. I mean, a hell of a time. It's an amazing game. It's just so much exploring. It might be a little too open for you, Daryl, but it's a lot like Dark Souls or even Bloodborne. Ugh, you're saying all the wrong you, things now. <laughs> are you? Uh, have you gotten out of Limgrave yet? The first city you go in. Uh, I'm around that area. I'm through the castle. Okay, but I'm I'm right now. I'm exploring that area, and in fact, I let Jim borrow the game off my Steam account because Zach, do you, do you do you have a Steam account? I do. I'm I'm not playing it on my PC though because my PC has a tendency to scream at me when I play high intensity games. Well, I don't know if you know this about Steam, but Steam allows you to have family accounts, so up to eight people you can share your password with. So if you're not playing, they can play your games. So Jim was able to download the entire game and play it and buy it. Uh, I'm going to pass because uh, my wife has her own Steam. It can stay that way. That's right. Get out of mines. Right. <laughs> you know what it's really good for? It's really good if you want. she wants to try a game that you have. So let's say, like, for example, Jim wanted to try El- Elden Ring, but he didn't want to pay the $60 because if he didn't like it, he didn't want to have to buy it. So I let him use my account for two hours last night, and he decided this morning he was going to buy it. And then he's already got the game downloaded. He's got his own save file, and then he can play the game. So there's there's definitely perks. I will say that. So you and Jim going to play it together, or y'all going to solo it? Well, it's kind of like, I don't know how Dark Souls, you, you played not Dark Souls, you played Bloodborne. I've played Bloodborne, and I've played Dark Souls 3. Oh, okay, I think it's more like Dark Souls, where like you can come in only for a portion of it. Yeah, that's how Bloodborne Exactly, so you can't really... Um... That's so. That's not true. So with Elden Ring, you can actually. Um, so what you do is you have to set a. There, there are different fingers. Uh, I'm sure you've gotten cut quite a few of them already. But you can set those fingers down on the ground and some and and summon your, um, your buddies into in, into your server. Yes, but you don't necessarily want to do that. Oh no, you're 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 very much correct. But no, you you can do it at any time. So trying to get it. Right, but. After the dungeon is complete, you go back. So it's not really like it's like Bloodborne, where it's not really a truly cooperative game, but you can play co op. Yeah. That seems Which to I be like. everyone's favorite thing to do, though, on those Souls games, especially this one, from what Ex- I'm hearing. Except in this game, when you summon somebody in, you open yourself up to PvP. Yeah, that's it's, how the uh, Bloodborne was. Oh, well, that's how. Yeah, we've died a few times to campers and stupid stuff. Welcome to the world of player versus player. Yeah. I uh, was lucky enough to have friends that dropped me uh, arrows after they watched me. They were watching me because we sit in a Discord and everybody puts up their stream onto the Discord. So if we need help, we can look up at the stream, see where you are and give you help. Well, they were watching me and apparently I'm really good with bow and arrow. And my friend was like, wow. I was just thinking how good you are making headshots that, like, you know, that far away. 
And then you zoomed out, and I realized that you were hardcoring, uh, headshotting people right next to you. I'm like, yeah, isn't this Call of Duty? <laughs> Bang. Yeah. Bagger. Yep. And then they all jumped into my game and gave me, gave me arrows. I have a lot of arrows that I shouldn't probably have, Zach. And they're out. Th- they're they're not that hard to craft. Uh, well, what kind of arrows have you craft? Uh, garbage because I'm playing a swordsman. Right, but you can only really ca- craft normal arrows. Yeah, you can also buy them. Not, right, they're not too. They're not too too expensive. Once you once you start getting on uh, rune farming, you'll be all right. Right, except that I have I have a hundred regular arrows. I have a hundred magical arrows. I have a hundred golden arrows. I have a hundred poison arrows. There you go. Sounds like you got a load. Yeah. My friends are jumping in, are going into their game, buying all the arrows and bringing them over to me. That was nice of them. Yeah. So, I mean, I say I have arrows. I mean, I have arrows. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've also been playing uh, Brotherly Default 2. That game is so cute. I'm really hoping to beat it soon. Uh, and then with, play the game. Yeah, then beat the game. Yeah, well, with me coming back here right now, I got to catch up. I'm a little low on that list, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you you have been hanging out in the twos for a while, so we'll. I think you. the ones. Maybe, maybe. I think I'm in the ones when I looked this morning today. So I'm coming, guys. But yes, I'm happy to be back and. That's pretty much what I've been playing. <laughs> yeah, what about you, Zach? Uh, I have been playing Elden Ring as well, and um, I played a little bit more of the Outer Worlds. Played only like another hour of it or so. The Outer Worlds. <laughs> the Outer, yeah, the yeah, pretty much. That's that's about all I could stomach at, a, at in a sitting right now. Oh, so it's, you're not, it's so you're not really boring. Enjoying it? It's so it's it like I don't know if it's just because it's the middle of the storyline, but it is so boring. I hope the end gets more exciting. That's interesting. I haven't played it myself, still in the wrapper, but um, I, I've always I've heard from several people that the game's pretty good. Very Fallout New Vegas. It, you pl- it, it plays two. really well. The beginning was really gripping and and interesting. Uh, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's just like that wait, middle, which that game? Of the story, the Outer Worlds. The Outer Worlds. Okay, that's what I thought. Because there's Outer Worlds and Outer Wilds. Wilds, yeah. Yeah, not the I other ones. I, hate, I hated that game. I played that game for an hour and I uninstalled it from my. Gotcha. I beat the game. The Outer Worlds. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I I I enjoy. Uh, I'm like I said. I I enjoyed the beginning. It was great. And now that I'm about six hours into the story, I'm kind of bored. It's eh. It's a lot of grindy, grindy side missions to to progress the story. And it's just that I don't, I don't like that. That's how I, I should be. I, I feel like if I want to, I should be able to play the main storyline all the way through and then go back and do those side missions if I'd like to, or go do another playthrough and do those side missions. See, I didn't look at it like that because I played Fallout New Vegas, which is the same company that did Outer Worlds. Yeah. And to me, I like the side missions. I don't mind him. I just don't want to. I, I I want to progress the main story instead of trying to grind this the the and the most unnecessary missions too. Because you're just like, oh, here's this character that won't ever matter again. 
Let me let me let me hear your whole backstory for no reason. I don't know. It's just it, there's there's no sustenance to it. But um, I have also been playing another game, but that is going to be saved for our our twat 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 twat. There you go. That's that's I'm the same way. So I got I've played three games this week. <clears throat> I've been uh, I'm on my second playthrough this year <laughs> of um, Resident Evil Four, and so I've got Resident Evil Four set up in my bedroom. And just at night when I'm hanging out with the old lady and uh, we're just kind of winding down for the evening, I'll put it on. I'll do a mission or two. I was looking at my game saves last night. And Resident Evil 4 is such a long game. My uh, Having plenty of experience playing this game, okay? My first playthrough on PS4 when I started it, uh, started over and just kind of did a, like a, like a fresh run because I'd never finished it on PS4. Um. So I went over and I, I beat the game and it took me 16 hours and 47 minutes. So I'm on my second playthrough. I'm about six hours into my second playthrough. Now, granted, I think this will be a maybe a 10 hour total. Um, but what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to grind out all the weapons and get the, uh, which I just, I, I just uh, bought it last night. I bought the unlimited rocket launcher. And so uh, now I'll be able to kind of fly through the rest of the game. But what I wanted to do is like grind out some of the good weapons and then do my professional playthrough. Now, granted, it's only worth one trophy. Like, there's no platinum in this game, and the gr- the real grind is going to be like doing the bottle caps. And the bottle caps are quite annoying in this game. But I think I'm going to go for the hundred percent. Yeah, I'm like I'm in Resident Evil Four mode right now. So like, and I've got a co- I've I've got it at work on my Xbox One. And so when I when I do take my lunch breaks, which I haven't been taking very many lately, um, I uh, I've been playing it on Xbox One. So this year I should beat it again on PS4 and at least one time on Xbox One. So just kind of chipping away at that. Um, and then I've been playing one of my pledge games, uh, Sleeping Dogs. Really enjoying Sleeping Dogs so far. Uh, the story is a little, a little, you know, man, it's not like the best. It's not the worst. And I, I did skip a little bit of it in the beginning. Um, so I, I'm a little lost on some of the characters, like like their importance, but I'm still pretty early into the game. So, But that's a game that I'm, uh, I'm trying to finish. I think I'm going to put some real time into it this week. My family's going out of town. They're going to Florida for the week. and uh, You're not going be, with them? No, no, because see, we're going next month to Universal. Um, shout out to Gaz Davis. Uh, he and his family are coming into the States and they're going to do all the theme parks in Florida. So when he mentioned he was going, I said that I'd book a special trip down there and we meet up with him for dinner and maybe hit some of the rides and stuff with him. And uh, we got seats. We have season passes to uh universal. So uh, I, my wife and her sisters and some of her friends were all planning on taking the kids during spring break. And, uh, but we've got this trip planned for the end of May early june it's going to kind of run into that week so i was like i'll sit this one out and i'll just work and then i'll take my you know week to vacation excuse me in may and i mean i can't miss up an opportunity to see one of our listeners especially whenever they freaking live across the pond and this might be the only opportunity we ever get to actually meet in person right 
Definitely going to go do that. Um, matter of fact, me and Tricky were trying to plan a trip to the beach. Uh, you know, there was a little conversation for a while there of him um, coming down to the beach on the coast. And we were trying to book a trip around that. So, um, you know, there's a, we're still holding out. We're still, we're still going to make that one happen eventually. Maybe not, you know, our beach, but maybe uh, one, you know, in, in halfway. So. Just trying to uh, trying to get all that organized, and then the uh, so the other other game I've been playing, I'm going to say for the twat because this week's twat, what we're doing is we're going to do a gamers uh, book club like we did a few. Uh, oh, it's been a couple months now, but I was just sitting back and thinking, like, yeah, I was playing through some some old games, and um, with all the news of uh, PlayStation, you know, changing up their PlayStation Plus, their their Spartacus, whatever you want to call it. And uh, they're going to be changing up their offerings. I was uh, kind of thinking about just these old games. I was like, man, I when they uh, when they dropped the PS Plus and uh, the PSP, excuse me, rather, I don't know why I said PS Plus so many times. The PSP games and PS One, Two, Three games. I'm going to dig into those. And I was thinking about doing whether it be a segment or whether it be just like a short review, something. I want to do something based around those games because I know they're going to put some cool stuff on them. I can't imagine you saying I'm going to put PS one and PSP games on this service and then it being like total trash. I mean, you know, Sony's done some crazy things, so who knows? It could still possibly be that way. But while I was thinking about it, I was like, what are just some of my favorite games from, you know, PS three behind? Now it's kind of just making a list. By the way, I have a question for you. Sorry to interrupt you. Did you, have you loaded up on your PS now yet? I'm, I'm on PS now as we speak. Right. Oh, you mean like, uh, like, like load up my account? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so everybody's any, doing it. So, yeah, if for anybody that doesn't know, right now, if you go buy that, that yearly PS Now in June, it will all convert over to the $120 version. Yeah, so you're going to get both. Yep, yep, yep. Definitely do that. Buy up while you can, guys, because it's going to get more expensive. But, with that being said, I started making a list. You know, I was, I was sitting at work, obviously paying attention to what I was supposed to be doing, and uh, yeah, really just putting my all into it. And uh, <laughs> I was like, "What are some just older games that I haven't revisited in a long time?" And I came across one. I was like, "I have to replay this." So I was like, "I own this game physically. Which version do I have? Xbox 360 or PS3?" And I found the one I had, and then I was like, you know what? I think this is on PS Now, and it is. So it really got me, Jones. It really got me excited. So when we get to our twat this week, I'll, I'll definitely have a lot to say about what I've been playing. So, I'm excited for our twat. I am too. I am too. And we haven't done something like this in a while, so I'm excited. It's going to be fun. All right. You guys want to head on over to the Loot Bros leaderboards? Yes, I can. All right. Zach, you got them brought up and ready to rock and roll? Yep. We're going to start with the I'm styling on you leaderboards this week. There you go. And <laughs> I'm styling. <laughs> uh, so, uh, of course, in first place, I'm styling on you, bro, with 94,900 achievement points. That's so crazy. He is killing it. Guess who caught, guess who's, guess who caught up and did five digits this week? Uh, who's that? Mr. Sony Pony to you with 21,355 achievement okay. points. Okay. Okay. Not quite 94,000, but we'll take it. <laughs> and Sadik coming in with 7,505 achievement points. There we go. Shout out. The Alpha Segal with 1,100 achievement points. Okay. Okay. So our top four all broke a G. That's good. 
And bringing up fifth place, Resident Daryl with 50 achievement points. Yes, yes, yes. Guess what? And Kalai can actually play real games. So Kalai is in sixth. She's on the leaderboards with 30 achievement points. Oh, snap. Oh, yeah, I've been playing Halo. Yes, you have. Yep, and then Daryl's been playing Minecraft Dungeons. You been playing, yeah, you been I playing forgot. With yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, they were, they were stuck in the office with me for a little while. Ah. So that is the I'm styling on your leaderboards for this week. Heading over to the true trophies leaderboard for this week. In first place, we got Redbeard Rick with 59 trophies. He is playing Tales from the Borderlands. Feeling it. The Affectatious Donk with 53 trophies. Nice. Gaz Davis 11 with 42 trophies. Look at that. He's getting more and more country the more he reads. The Chosen <laughs> Sagal with 10 trophies. So JT made it on both leaderboards this week. Shout out, JT. Good job. Good job. And he's playing Ark. And then Hollow Madcap with seven trophies playing Tiny Tina's Wonderland. I didn't get any trophies this week. I think I got a big fat goose egg. Uh, you got six trophies this week. What did I get them in? Dead by Daylight? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that, I, f- I forgot we were playing a little bit of that the other day. That was my Nemesis Killer trophy. Oh, yeah, at, at up Nemesis. Yep, yep, sure was. That was your last one. So Uh-oh, Joe, and, and Joe's been playing something, since he's not here, Joe's been playing apparently Batman Arkham Knight. Because that was his last trophy. Let's see. Yeah, he got. He has gotten one, two, three, four, five. Five out of five out of his six trophies this week are in Batman Arkham Knight. So I'm guessing he started that over. There we go. There we go. Joe, we hope you feel better. Yeah, sorry about your butt. Everybody, reach out to Joe. Tell him sorry about your butt. <laughs> So, all right. Now we got the backlog beatdown. Kalai, you said you got us squared up and ready to roll? I am. I got E-D-J-3-D-G. Diego. Oh, that's much easier. Yep. Uh, With a score score of 42. Killing it. Killing it. CJ with 36. Gareth Davis with 32. Daryl, man, you're a little behind at 30. I know, I know. I, I called him out. I told everybody they were sucking. And then I was like, y'all shouldn't let somebody who's not even playing right now be beating you. And then they took it personal. Uh, JT's at 30. Redbeard Rick is at 28. I'm styling on you bros at 21. Joe's at 16, but I think he stopped tracking his stuff because uh, JT's told him he'd have to do it himself. <laughs> That's... <laughs> That sounds like some Joe Bull crap. Yeah. Uh, Alex <laughs> Saunders is at 11. Zach, you're at 11. Getting it. I, I will be at 13 tonight. James the Nerd is at 10. Jared's at 10. Homer gets stuff is at 9. Corey's at 9. Huh, I really haven't heard much from Corey. He was going to be on the show the other night. Um, Something happened. I don't remember what it was. And uh, he didn't make it on, but yeah, I, I hadn't heard much from him either. Uh, Tricky is at nine. No, the builder's at eight. I yield to no one is at six. 
Matthew's at five. James McCall is at three. T-Bird's at three. And 42J is at one. No, two. I'm sorry. Two. John Michael Smart is at two. Oh, I guess he stopped playing games again because we made him do this. Yeah, well, he he was all about it, and then he started Twitch streaming Magic. And since he started Twitch streaming Magic, he hasn't done anything else. Gotcha. Um, Okay. Uh, I am at two. You are correct. Levi's at two. Spider-Pax is at two. And wow, it's Brandy is at two. Which is very confusing. What, What did I miss here? So my wife and I beat a game together, and actually, I think I owe her two points for another game we beat together. She should be at four, but oh, but those full motion video games that we've been playing. Good for you. Yeah, yeah we got to add my wife on the list, yeah. That's right, because his wife's got more points than he does. No, she's only got eight points. Get she's out got of like eighteen points. Let me let me lie about she's your got, wife. She's got eight points. She's beat four games this year. Glad we have to have you message his old lady and say, hey. Give him points up. Yeah, hell yeah. Why isn't she why isn't she in our group here? Uh my wife is not really the the most social butterfly most of the time. Wow. She'll she'll be more social, like when we visit South Carolina and she meets Daryl. Okay. That's gonna that's gonna happen. It's it's going to occur. When are you gonna come visit me then? When when y'all come down here, we're going to Rio's. We're hitting that friggin' Brazilian steakhouse. I know. That that'll be it, it'll be whenever my whenever my wife's uh feeling better and not in the hospital like every other month. Yeah, true that. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's why I've missed a couple times. We 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 we've we have all been down with the sickness. I've been listening to too much disturbed. Ooh. Ah. <laughs> so. All right, all right. So we've got a just a little bit from the community this week. Not a ton of community questions and uh, not a ton of responses actually to, to the post. So I'm a little disappointed, but we're going to let it ride. Matt G writes in, he says last week, Daryl and Zach talked about you about always, excuse me, I'm about to burp, online games and micro transactions in full price games. Do you think gamers should have better availability to refund games, both digital and physical, excuse me, uh, to have recourse on developers? who sneak in post-launch microtransactions or economy adjustments, as well as prove their always online components are maybe not so great ideas. Or is it the possibility of fraud and piracy too great of a risk to, to put back on the developers? I'm going to uh, take that one first and say, yes, I think that the, here's the, here's the problem we find ourselves in, right? So the lack of a, easily accessible uh refund policy uh especially on the on your consoles like um sony does have a refund pro- policy and um xbox does as well but it's not easy you know it's not like steam where you can download a game and play it for you know less than two hours and you can ref- get a refund on your money um it's definitely some some hoops you got to jump through and it's a pain in the sack to do that on console um and the problem yeah, is difficult. Well, you know, I have a suggestion for that. What's that? Just play on PC. It's better, anyways. All right, I'm gonna pretend I didn't hear that. You and... see, all right, all right. So you, so you see this, and, and like I said last week, if you uh, listen to the episode last, from last week, um, my PC, I, I I play certain games on my PC, but like right now, like perfect example, I didn't bring my 
I can't, I'm not going to haul my desktop to St. Louis. Right. So, but guess what? I can fit just as easily in a bag, my Xbox. That's right. You know what you can fit even easier in a, in a bag? Steam Deck. Hell yeah. Steam Deck. <laughs> you going to buy, you going to buy me one, Kalai? My birthday's, my birthday's in June. It's coming up. I like presents. <laughs> hey, just get real, get, get real sweet with Jim. <laughs> if there's anything class taught us is that is that all you gotta do is sweet talk jim and he'll make it happen <laughs> so but but no the problem is we don't have a eat have an easy access to um to review excuse me refunds and then what they do is there's almost like because you're you know you're kind of up against the wall when it comes to that stuff then they're like well we can change whatever we want and if it doesn't benefit the consumer, oh, well, because what are they going to do? Ask us for a refund? You know, like, I don't know. It seems to me very much like they hold the cards on this. one. So I've been saying since the inception of the show is don't buy on, always online games. And I do believe this. If the community said, you know, we're not going to support your games that are only online because they have an expiration date then the developers would change it. I can't think of a serious real benefit to an always online game. I mean, like, sure, you can have, like, updates to your game, whatever. That That's cool. And that does matter. I, I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't. But I don't think that outweighs the eventual and inevitable expiration of your game. So, like, I just don't see where having a game that's, like, this is easily to, uh, easy to update, and we can do so many cool things with it. We can put all these cool skins in there. But by the way, in three years, when people stop playing the game, the game doesn't exist anymore. I just don't see where that is a tangible enough benefit, in my opinion, for something like this. What do you guys think? Uh, I I agree with that, and uh, yeah, I don't I don't think it's feasible to with with the, with the really the refund thing. On digital games, um, I mean it's gonna it's gonna happen regardless. But it is really hard not to be like, oh, I played this and beat it in two days. Now I'm just gonna get a refund on it. Like yeah. you can't, you're not gonna be able to tell the difference. Yeah, and in a case for like um, GTA, yeah, GT Seven, you know, where the game was out for a week or two and then they made the changes, you would have already put well past the two hour, you know, minimum for Steam or two hour max for Steam. So you'd have been screwed on this one, you know, and it's right. just like, you know, a combination of, and I'm leaning more towards you know, really predatory business practices on Sony's part and that Gran Turismo uh, team, you know, it's like between that and then some, you know, just, you know, cons- just bad, just mistakes, you know, because like we talked about in this, we've talked a lot on this show about GT seven, which is crazy. Cause you know, we're not all like GT people, but, uh, the fact that, you know, the game was down for a while, for 30 hours when it first came out, like to fix problems that they caused themselves. It's just like, I can't, uh, I can't see where anyone can say this game being always online is beneficial. Personally. I think, I, I don't know. We'll, ha- well, we'll have to ask Joe his opinion on that one. But, well, just don't trust the cloud. That's my, that's my stance. Well, I'm not going to trust the cloud. I just know that Joe Joe is the one here with the most experience in that department. So, yep, that's right, guys. So, just remember, tell Joe, sorry about your butt. <laughs> what do you uh, think, Clyde? Well, here's what I think. Uh, I like 
that there should be a window to be able to, you know, return a game. But in his questioning, didn't he say post content launch? Yeah. Yeah. At that point, I think it would be a detriment to the developers and it would hurt the gaming industry in the long run. I don't disagree. And I see, and that's where this game in particular, it's a bit of a problem because you know, now I do think there should be maybe some sort of special exception, but again, you're not dealing with a third party return system. You're dealing with the people who caused the problem to begin with. So you're kind of at a loss in my opinion, but it's like with this game, it's like you change something, you added all these microtransactions in it, you changed the economy and ruined it, you know, causing me to want the refund, but like I'm past any kind of reasonable refund policy, you know, um, policies. And it just seems like, I don't know if I was a GT seven player right now, I'd feel very stuck, you know, and that's not the only game I remember evolve. You guys remember that game from 2015? Yeah. Yeah. The one where you could become a dinosaur. Yeah. You had to fight those giant Kaijus and you're like, Mm -hmm. um, it was a turtle rock game. You know, the people who made left for dead. My brother was so, so hyped on that game, dude. Like he was crazy hyped. He bought the like one hundred dollar uh, digital deluxe edition. Like he was so so psyched about that game. And I remember going to his house. I'm like, dude, I just think that's a bad idea. This game's always online. What happens if the servers are down? What happens if your internet's down? This is pre a lot of the problems with this stuff too. This is like early Xbox One days. Yep. And um, he was like, no, nah, dude, no, nah, man, this is gonna be good. This is gonna be good. And he played it. And I don't, I don't remember if he enjoyed it or not, but I remember that game not lasting long and they pulled the plug on it and it, it i played a little bit of it it seemed like a pretty cool game but like my brother put a hundred dollars up front with no like no real like no demo of the game not really knowing what he's getting his hands on and then in less than three years i believe it was it was gone I mean, to me, that's just like, that's not a lot of for your, for the amount of money you put in. And not to mention the people who buy the digital deluxe version and then also buy the character packs, the skins, the maps, the what dinosaurs, whatever the extra stuff was. Um, but just using that as an example. And like, what about, uh, you guys remember that game, Paladins? Not Paladins. Uh, was it Paragon? Yeah, Paragon, the epic, um, third person shooter that was on PlayStation and I think PC. They're still promote. They're they're still promoting that game. But see, I that just, game that game shut I just, down. I just saw something about that game. Literally, I wonder if they've. I wonder if they're launching it again because I remember. Um, I followed a specific podcast that like they played that religiously. This is pre. Uh, um, pre for uh, pa- well, Paragon is back. It says. Uh, well, it came back in twenty twenty. Really? Yep. Is it just it was, on PC or is it playable on PlayStation? Uh, because that was a PlayStation Four and PC. Yeah, I wonder. Huh? Yeah, because the initial, the early access was 2016. I remember this game because it was. It's kind of. It's a. It's a MOBA, but it was like a three D. It was like a three D MOBA where you actually like yeah. on the ground. So it was weird. I tried it and I. I just. I, it was. It was not great. So I remember trying it and thinking it was really cool. I don't remember. Um, it, cause it was the, it's like the unreal tournament looking characters. It's like the, the character models from unreal tournament, unreal championship. And it, I mean, it looked really neat, but I listened to a podcast for a couple of years that like, that was their main, that was their game. And I remember when they shut it down, I was like, dude, these people put so much money in this game, buying all the different stuff. 
and it's just gone forever. So I'm gonna have to look into that one now that you're saying it's back up because that's very interesting. I'd like to I'd like to jump back into it and see what what it, what they're doing with it now. Can I give a suggestion? Though? Oh, okay. So I see why they say it's back. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Why they say it, they're saying it's back because um, Omega last year. Um, in March, Omega Game Studios raised two point two million dollars to relaunch um, Paragon. Mm. Um, but instead, they uh, they they got a change. It, it's kind of it's it's got a different name now, and uh, some different devs have worked on it. It's uh huh. it's now called Predecessor. Okay. Interesting. I'll have to look into that. What were you going to say, Clyde? I was going to say that instead of being refunds, maybe it would be better for these companies to put these kind of games for services specifically on the Game Pass and now your PS Now. So now you can jump in those games and get that player base and then add those microtransactions of skins and everything you like and get your money without making anybody feel they have to put up that upfront $60 cost. You know, you say that, and that is a absolutely stellar idea, in my opinion. And I do believe that is the route we're headed. So uh, that's something that that Jim Ryan, old franchise Jimmy Ryan's been saying that PlayStation's getting ready to launch ten live service games. And you know, it's awful convenient. They're getting ready to launch Spartacus, and it's like, oh, what are you going to put on Spartacus? Oh, we're not putting our our first party games day and date. What are you going to put on there, Jimmy? Oh, you're going to put, you know, your live service stuff on there. Well, I'm sure he's going to put other stuff in there. They're bragging that their third party deals are pretty good too. But, uh, but I, I agree. I think that's perfect. I think that that is your Game Pass and your PS Plus Now premiums, whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect place for that stuff because then they're not quite free to play. So it's like me, the subscription holder. It's like, oh, I have this. this these are the game. I'm getting all these other games and these multiplayer, you know, live service games that I didn't have to buy. They're not cheapy free to play games to get buried on the network. It's like, hey, this is cool. I get this. I have access to it. I'll play it. And then I didn't have to pay 60 bucks for it. So I agree. That's, that's the perfect place for games like that. Yes, sir. I think Jimmy Ryan should hire you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Old franchise Kali hanging out with a worldwide Jimmy Ryan. In no, my trust. <laughs> no. <laughs> in Philly are trust. Be, are you doing a Joe and like eating? Uh, it's uh, uh, cough drops. Okay, yeah. that's acceptable. Not, yeah, I'm not one of the. I'm not. I'm not one of those nerds that's eating his dinner while he's uh podcasting, but. Like I said, I'm, I've got like this. Uh, I could feel it. You ever just like feel like a cold's coming on? Yeah, that's where I'm at. Yes. So, all right. So th- let's head over to this week's official topic. Twat 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 twat. I need to make, a, need to make an actual sound bite with that. Um, like a bumper. <laughs> I'll, re- so, I'll record it and send it to you. There you go. Perfect. All right, so for this week's official topic, we haven't done anything like this in a little while, and so I thought it fitting that we do a gamer book club again. So each of us has been tasked to bring a game to the table 
Uh, something that we don't normally talk about on the show. Now, I'm not saying it has to be something that you've never talked about, but definitely something that people, you know, no Resident Evil, no Halo, you know, no Gears of War, stuff like that. Stuff that we're, we don't normally talk about. So we're each going to bring our game to the table. Uh, do you know we've done? We've all done a little research on it. We've all got stories and experiences with it. I've got, I think, a, a pretty good story to tell with mine as well. So. Kalai, would you do us the honors and start us off with your game? All right. The first game I would like to talk about is called Scorched Earth. All right. I know you guys probably have never heard of this game. Nope. Sounds familiar, but I've never played it for sure. So I I was talking to my friends today at dinner about our topic of the show, and they asked me what games I'm going to bring in. I said, Scorched Earth. And my husband turned to me and said, you know, that that's probably uh, a game that people aren't even born yet. <laughs> so, all right. Scorched Earth, Earth is a game by uh, a developer named Wendell Hicken. It was released in 1991. Nice. Yes, it is a very, very simple game. You can't really even move in the game. So. It has like it's pixelated. This is talking about DOS. And there was hills usually, or it was randomly generated terrain. So there was hills, there was mountains. Like very, very simple. You can even you guys can even go look up the game and you'll see a picture of what the game kind of looked like. And everybody was a tank. And your whole entire point was to kill each other. But you really couldn't move, you couldn't hide, and it was all turn based. So everybody took turns at like we would sit around at my husband's computer and you know it would be four of us and each of us would have our tank and we would take our time and shoot each other trying to kill them that's awesome it's actually really cute if you look hard enough i believe you can get the game on most um phones yeah i definitely tell i i I get the idea you looked it up yeah, oh yeah, you can I I know what you're talking about where you you have to aim, you can like you get put on a hill, you don't really get to move and you can aim up or down and it shows you the trajectory sometimes depending on Yeah, and sometimes you know, like worms. Uh more like, so so think tanks on a on a flat 2D hill. Okay. Um like uh they're on different levels and then you have to aim your turret up or down or left or or up yeah up and down, up down to adjust, yeah. uh, to adjust the angle and then that's how and you can see the angle it shoots there you go. yeah and you know sometimes you wanted to like hit the mountain because then you would force the other tank to drop take a little bit of damage like i said you can get it on most phones these days i've played it on the phone but it was a fantastic game for its time very cool so that's my first game. Do we want? I I brought a second game just in case. Oh, cool, cool. All so right. I don't know how many games we're supposed to talk about. Oh, well, I mean, at least one. We can go as far. We can go as long as you guys want. Okay. All right. What do you got, Zach? All right. So I am currently playing the second one. So I have a game series more than just a single game because there, what there was only two of them. So right. I I I have a I have a one and a two. Uh, Star Wars: The Force Unleashed. We have never talked okay. about it. It's probably one of my favorite hack and slash action games because the storyline is super good. 
I, I I've actually I actually read the book and I'm super super duper jealous that among the Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett and the magical thing that is going to be Obi Wan Kenobi here soon uh, that we haven't gotten a Force Unleashed even a movie it would be better as a TV series like Star Killer was was bad was <laughs> w- was so bad he was good like. This man, this man killed legendary Jedi. And then the funny thing is, too, is so, it, you know, I, I it, it actually wouldn't work now unless they unless they change it somehow, because they um, brought uh, it's not was it a, Ahsoka? Yeah, Ahsoka, that she was in the Mandalorian. um Helping Grogu or whatever. Well, in the first game, Star Killer kills her. So, I don't see it happening. I would really love for it to happen. Even the like the cinematics for this being like a game that was on the PlayStation Two were were, were just top notch. For for it for it being like that, you, you, that era of gaming, like that oh, like yeah. beginning 3D hack and slash like God of War era, it was still so good. So, like, that game, the physics in that game were so awesome. Oh, yeah. And, like, just the demo that they put out, because I, I downloaded the demo on Xbox 360, and I went over to Frosty's house, and we sat there, and maybe, maybe I was playing on his Xbox, but either way, we played that demo for hours, dude. Like, it was incredible, because you could only play, like, this little 30-minute to an hour slice of the game, but it was like, holy crap, we can grab... Tie fighters out of the air and throw them with our Jedi powers, and yep. pick up stormtroopers and launch them. And uh, dude, it was just so much fun, like obnoxious amounts of fun that I just couldn't believe that we were uh, able to do that. And and that a game, you know, like had that kind of physics in it. Now it reminded me of the game on PlayStation Two, which I talked about on the show before, Psyops. Okay, which is the first game I ever played with any kind of telekinesis powers so if you can imagine siphon filter but with force powers it, like it's that's basically that game and dude right. that game was so freaking fun picking people up shooting them with the gun in one hand and then launching them across the map like it was crazy but then force unleashed came out and it was like that on crack but with lightsabers so force unleashed is an amazing game with a really good story, like surprisingly. And I don't really get down with uh, um, Star Wars stories because I think that's just a lot of made up words. You know? <laughs> but uh, I but agree was, with you on awesome. that one. <laughs> it's like, it's hard to follow sometimes for me. And I don't know. I don't know if it's me or if it's just my lack of interest. I don't know. But like sometimes I'm like, what? Okay, what? Where are we at? Like, why things sound so foreign? Which is good for the for the lore and the universe. But in the same respect, I'm like, I I can't keep up. What are you doing? So, yeah, absolutely amazing game. Um, totally freaking love it. I, did you ever play the second one, Zach? That's actually what I'm playing right now. Yes, I did. Oh. I, uh, the second one I, I I like a lot. No, I just saw. Uh, so when we were when, as soon as you gave me this book club idea, I was like instantly thought of like i was like man i've never talked about this game and i really love this game um i went and bought it for my pc for the first one for my pc because i got 
the Ultimate Sith Edition was like $3.50 on G2A. That's so cool. And then since I was out here, I was just like, you know what? I was like, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to waste the the money and just buy it again for my Xbox uh, unless it's a physical copy. So I'm just going to buy the second one digitally real quick. And while I was at work, I was just like, hey, remote download while I'm working. Nice. Uh, Clyde, did you ever play The Force Unleashed? I I played it because everybody said it was really good. I just couldn't get into it. Play it again. (laughs) Do it again. Sure. You want to buy it for me? Let the yeah. power throw flow through. I just, yeah, I'll go spend three dollars and fifty cents yeah, for you to play the yeah. game. <laughs> you can play it on your Steam Deck too, even better. There you go. It's great on. Yeah, I love everything on Steam. That's why I said you can play it on your Steam Deck, even better. When I get yeah. it in July. Oh, that's when yours comes in. Yeah, when does yours come in, Daryl? I never order mine. I yeah. thought you were going to order one. I kept saying I was going to, but I we never actually got in the yeah. queue. I, I should probably do that, but. I don't. I I just haven't ever. Uh, it was awesome talking to Matt. Shout out to Matt G, uh, because he's actually he has he's got his hands on it, you know. And my big fear was like that it wasn't it was gonna be weird, you know, because like the pictures make it look kind of wonky, chunky. Yeah, just the way you hold it. Yeah, but, you know, listening to him talk about it and getting it to kind of pick his brain. I mean, like I, I was already very interested, and like that sold me on it. So, um, I'll yeah, that was a good episode for sure. So, yeah, yeah, I, uh, I, I've actually it was at my house today. I got. Oh, to that's see awesome. It. Yeah, because he came over. We had uh, my friend Carl smoked ribs. Jim made homemade macaroni and cheese. Oh dang! See, I had a party. Oh yeah, and didn't invite the rest I, of. I know, I know, right? Left all of us across the country out of it. What a bunch of jerks! I don't even know where you live, Zach. I forget. <laughs> Missouri. Missouri. Okay. Misery. Misery, misery, misery loves company. Mm. All right, you guys ready? Uh, is that all you got, Zach? Or you got some more you want to talk about? Or uh, that? All right. So, so the reason I love this game so much. All right. So my first console, and Daryl will be happy to hear this. My first console that was ever mine was what well, was the original PlayStation. Yes. So, so, so naturally, my next console had to be the PlayStation Two. Well, as I got a little bit older, I and, and was able to start doing like chores and stuff like that. I made a little bit of money and it was either go to the skating rink and three fountains on a Friday night or go rent a video game from the family video that was right next door. Yep. Do you, do you remember, you remember that, that there used to be a family video there? Oh yeah. I remember until all of them closed down and died. So every Friday night, uh, I, I got tired of skating rink after like a year of going every Friday night. It started getting boring as a, as, as a teenage male i was just like yeah not not about it <laughs> my <laughs> yeah. parents were like all right cool you can rent a video game for the weekend i was like sweet so i got to play a bunch of really cool games and this one is one that i kind of like took to and i rented like three weekends in a row and i like play i, I played the game on every difficulty level um i made sure that i found all of the different color lightsabers and all of the uh different uh skins because you actually had to do stuff to unlock the skins like this is this is the one thing i i miss so much about games um is all your cosmetics and stuff you had to earn them yep like that's the one thing i miss now and you know now it's just like a pay to a pay to win type deal for a lot of games and that's you know 
like I or not pay to win, pay 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 to get what you want. I guess is is a, is a better way to put it. Why and make like, them earn them when they can just buy them from us? Which is why I'm like enjoying Elden Ring a lot too, um, because there's so many different like there's just so many different skins. You have to earn everything like that. Like it's hard, and you have to earn it, which is um, which is awesome. But yep, so uh, so I, I I remember just getting it every weekend, and then when the second game came out, I actually picked that one up day one. Uh, that was the first game that I ever bought myself, like at full price, like saved up at, saved up all of my money that I that I could at the time, and I was like, yep, I'm buying it. Don't nice. care. So that was the that was the first that has holds special place in my heart, and now I think I want to get all of the games and books and stuff now. So thank you for bringing this topic up, up Daryl. I appreciate <laughs> you. And I hate you so much because my bank <laughs> account's going to hurt. Yep. yep. That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. Yeah. That game was so cool, man. Like I played the second one, but I never finished it. I actually played it at the beach. I brought my PS3 and I had the second one downloaded on there. And I remember playing it. There's some, some giant worm thing that you have to fight. Yep. And uh, that's as far as I made it on the second. Definitely, definitely yeah, need to revisit second, those games. The second one, sh- the second one is a little bit shorter, Good. but there's, like uh, there's so much like different stuff. Like, like I said, to do like, hold on, let me let me see real quick. There are seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen different color saber crystals, and you have to find left and right. Uh, for your so you, your little- yeah so you have you, you have to find third um 30 different cubes th- that, that are scattered throughout the game to get all of them and some of them could be in an easy place to find some could be in a hard place to find and then there's also like i think there's like 20 20 costumes that you can that, that you can find as well Dang. so th- there's a lot of like hey and I, I can find this type content here too and then um just I don't, I don't know i like the combo the there there's more combos in this one because this one he had two lightsabers versus the the first one he only had one so so there's a lot more to like learn in this one gotcha a lot of different actual button combinations instead of just mashing buttons i'm a button master myself so i don't have any issue with that well in some bigger crowds i mean you're going to mash buttons but you're going to also know what you want to do so like um, with your lightsaber strikes, you can use force powers too. So, like, I can slash, like, like do like do force lightning slashes with my lightsabers, or do a force push right after, right after a lightsaber strike, or jump up in the air and charge my force push, and jump down and do a shockwave. There's just there's it's 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 very God of War esque, where you know like there there are certain combos and certain things you can do with your your weapons. Gotcha. Very cool, very cool. All right, so Zach, is that it? Because I'm, I'll jump. That is mine all I got. All right, so I put in a game called Dark Sector. Have either of you ever played Dark Sector on PC, Xbox 360, or PS3? I have not, mm. but I have heard of it. All right, Dark Sector is a third-person action horror game with a little bit of sci-fi elements to it. And this game came out like 2008, but it was announced as the first, quote, next-gen game in development for, like, Xbox 360 and PS3. This game came, like, a, I think they announced it four years before it actually came out. 
And if I'm not mistaken, I didn't see it when I did a little quick Google search. But I was under the impression that Capcom was publishing this game originally, or at least was involved in some some form or fashion. I didn't see that when I was doing my research on the game, so maybe I just always believed that, but that wasn't the case. But I remember this game was on the front of a Game Informer magazine. And uh, me, a huge Game Informer fan uh, for years and years and years, up until very recently, I had the Xbox, I mean, the, the, uh, the Xbox, the, uh, the little pass to get the Game Informer games or, or Game Informer magazine, like on top of my GameStop subscription or whatever. And really, really, really dug this game at, the, at first glance. And I also thought, I remembered reading that this game was going to be a PlayStation exclusive. Well, it definitely was not. Not only was it not exclusive, but the game came out and the arguably better version is on Xbox. Uh, so for several reasons. So this game is, like I said, third person action horror game. The game starts out and you are this cat named uh, Hayden, a CIA agent, and you're tasked to go to this Soviet style um, area, like uh, very Russian themed. I, I don't know that it's, I don't know if it's like a post Soviet Union kind of thing or whatever, but, um, or they're trying to bring the Soviets back together. But this game, um, you, uh, it starts off as like a third person cover based shooter. So think Gears of War with the over the shoulder nature and the, you know, the running, taking cover, all that good stuff. Okay. Um, the third person, I mean, third person combat and everything is not bad. Uh, but shortly after the prologue, you get, uh, in a fight with this totally alloyed, metaled character um, from Warframe. So you're playing Warframe, right, Zach? Did I lose you? You do? Oh, I see. Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm here. Okay, yes, good. I do. Oh, I, 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 pl- I play it on a somewhat normal basis. Um, it's it, it's mainly a game that I just play with my with, with my buddies. Okay, so so Warframe, you know, like the the total metal look with the the little dude with the horn on his head. Yeah, like the first guy that you have to deal with. Yeah, right, right. So you fight him in this game. What you what what I found out through my research is this is kind of like the um the D three publishing the people are D three is it D three publishing D three ex- extremes I can't remember um digital extremes that's what it's digital extremes D three publisher published the game. These guys go on to make Warframe. This is where it all started. They originally originally pitched this game as like a sci-fi shooter with some horror elements that took place on like a space station. And all the publishing people they got involved with were like, no, you know, Resident Evil's kind of like the thing right now. This is at post Resident Evil 4. Resident Evil 5 was coming out the next year. So they're like, we need to do this, but make it a little less in space, a little less sci-fi, a little more Resident Evil. So this guy Hayden, he gets in the fight in the fight with that first character you get from like the Warframe. You know, I don't think yeah. it's exactly that person, but like that's um, the character model. It is almost an exact replica yes. of, of Excalibur of Excalibur. 110%. There you go. There you go. So you get in a fight with that guy and he stabs you and that gives you this infection. This infection is turning people into zombie like creatures. But then their skin gets hard and metallic. And as you progress through the game, even though you've, according to the story, you've got some kind of little booster or whatever, like 
you become more and more infected and this metallic look or whatever, this Warframe look starts to take over your body. But the selling point to this game is you get this thing called the glaive. And it's essentially a ninja star that you can control and slow-mo cut people's heads off with. But it's like huge. So you throw this glaive and as you progress through the game, you can kind of power it up. You can pick up stuff with it. You Obviously, we use it to solve puzzles a lot to do unlock gates. You can throw it through fire and becomes like uh, like on fire. You can incinerate people. You can uh, throw it through electricity and electrocute people. Eventually, you get to a point where you can throw it into the nitrogen, this nitrogen gas and you can freeze people. But the game is a third-person, over-the-shoulder, cover-based shooter, Gears of War style, with little horror elements like Resident Evil, but in the Warframe, I guess, pre-universe. And it's awesome. Uh, yeah, they're 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 not they're not actually connected. No, Warframe become there is referred to as the spiritual spiritual successor. But it's yep. really hard for me. I played a little bit of Warframe. It's really hard for me to like look at the character models that they you know and and admittedly lifted from the game because that's what they wanted to do. And it's like it's hard for me to look at it and go, oh yeah, that's totally that's totally Warframe. So. <laughs> But the game, okay, so like a little bit of backstory in this game. So I bought this game. I, I followed it in Game Informer. I was totally into it. I was ready, you know, to play this game when it came out. And I bought it, played it, absolutely loved it. Now, it's got a bit of, um, you know, back then, games were were really doing this kind of tacked on uh, multiplayer experience things where, like, you know, keep people from trading in their games and, you know, it seemed like everything had multiplayer. God of War had multiplayer. Uh, Tomb Raider had multiplayer, like everything. Well, this game was no different. It had multiplayer as well, but it, it's just, I don't remember it being like, great. And I don't remember, I didn't look at my achievement list, but if I'm not mistaken, I got most of the achievements in this game, but the multiplayer achievements. So for years, I was like, I want to play this game again and get the trophies, but this is pre-trophy patch, right? So when PlayStation first launched, it didn't have trophies. It eventually in, in, you know, enabled the trophy system, but this game never got the trophy patch, probably because the, you know, the support on the game was ended by the time it came out. But man, this game has always been like you know, post-Resident Evil 4, pre-Resident Evil 5, this was the next-gen, quote, Resident Evil-style game that we had. And so my brother and I played the full at this game. Absolutely love it. The story is decent. I'm not saying it's like great or anything, um, but there's just areas in the game where like the the sound design and the creepy factor, they lean into it a little bit. Like there are also areas where you fight these giant mech dog looking things that are like ridiculously hard to kill. And you got to kind of like throw your glaive over a fence, electrocute the glaive, then throw it back at it, stun the, 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 the thing and then go do, you know, melee it or whatever. Like it's not like, it's not perfect, you know, um, but it's it's a very, very enjoyable game. And it's one of those games that I've always had like a very fond memory of. And so now that I I like I'm playing it on PS now, you know, right now and I'm going back through it. And man, I am just digging the fool out of this game. So anytime there's like a game that I like really love, I try to get like people I know that like games that are similar. I try to get them to play it, you know. 
So back in the day, this is pre-podcast. This is back with me and Frosty and my brother. We're, we're all hanging out. Frosty was so, I don't want to say anal, um, but he wasn't like, he wouldn't just play anything, you know? Like my brother and I, we've always been the types that we'd play whatever game is out. Like, And at the time, we were getting achievement hunting, so we'd play like whatever the easiest game to get achievements would be. So like King Kong, Fight Night, you know, uh, Need for Speed, Most Wanted, all that stuff. We would play the crap out of these things to get achievement. And Frosty was never about that. He was never, he, he would make fun of us for all this stuff. So one year for his birthday, I went and bought like four or five of like the $10, you know, GameStop used games, whatever, just to get him a bunch of like random games to play. And this is one of the ones I got him. And I bought this game because I could never get him to, to buy it, you know, and play it. So I was like, well, I'll just pick it up for you on sale and, and, and then, you know, you'll play through it. I begged him and begged him and begged him to play this game. I'm like, dude, you're going to love it, man. I'm telling you, you're going to dig this game. Joker would not come off of it, even with me buying the game for him, wouldn't play it. And it was just one of the, you know, one of the missed opportunities in the world, you know, to not check this game out. So uh, part of the reason why I wanted to even have this conversation tonight was to just, you know, shine some light on this little hidden gem. And, you know, just to encourage people, if you have PS Now, like now, no no trophies. There's no trophies in it. As a matter of fact, when I was texting back and forth with JT, they, there's not even like a like a trophy or menu in the game to keep up with the in-game achievements and stuff that were actually launched with the Xbox 360 version. So every now and again, when you complete a feat or something that like would work in that, you know, for like they, they would, this would pop you an achievement or, or a trophy. Every now and again. You'll get something that says you unlocked this, but it's like, it's not for everything. So for example, there's a, there's an achievement for using the glaive to cut two heads off at one time. I've done that half a dozen times and it, it, I didn't get any kind of feat for it. But when you do something real big in the story, like, you know, cr- defeat one of the big bosses or like I incinerated 30 enemies like then it'll pop up and it'll say you unlock this. So it's kind of unfortunate they never went back and patched the game because see, this stuff's kind of all built in, you know, but like it this is definitely not the better version. Now, I'm planning on PS Now streaming the game. It plays just fine. Uh I, I remember the game being pretty smooth and pretty fun on Xbox 360. I didn't go and pull out my 360 or my xbox one to play it i don't even know if it's backwards compatible um the, I, I haven't checked I it yet give you an answer right now well it is definitely worth your time uh you know I, I, if you're into playing games that you know are a little more retro and that you're not necessarily have to play the newest latest greatest thing definitely 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 play this game if for nothing else to just slow motion throw a glaive and cut people's heads off totally a blast now like i said before it's got some horror elements to it by no means would i ever consider this a horror game but it definitely has some sections in the game where they really lean into the silence they've got these uh zombie-esque creatures kind of scurrying around and there's this black like skin-like goop almost like uh you could imagine like venom like a symbiote that'll like block certain areas of the game and you'll have to find a way to set a fire light, 
excuse me, your glaive on fire and then burn up the symbiote. In those areas, those tend to be like inside of like warehouses. There's like okay. you're inside of a cathedral on one. Um, they're inside of like a, a sewer system, things like that. You 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 have these areas where it's a little more um, claustrophobic. It's a little quieter, and so you'll hear the zombies scurrying around. You'll hear the symbiote stuff kind of squeal, and that's where you can tell they they added some horror elements to it. Um, and that's the, that's little subtle things like that that really make me enjoy the atmosphere. Um, it came out in that time frame where like lots of games were using very, uh, very bland color palettes, lots of greens and browns and, and beige. And it's just the, it's, it, it has an overall kind of ugly aesthetic, you know, that 2009, 2008, you know, Gears of War, everything was kind of, you know, brown, green and, um, you know, it, it has that aesthetic to it. So graphically, I don't think this is like a great looking game by today's standards. Uh, but I remember at the time the game looking, you know, very good. I I was very impressed with it. You know, on my 720 with my Xbox 360. So definitely, unfortunately, a game I it is not. Unfortunately, it is not backwards compatible for the Xbox. Okay, so you would either have to play it on PS Now to play it modern. You can, or or Xbox three sixty proper. Now I know you can, there's a PC version, there's a Windows version, and I was listening to I, I like pulled up some reviews just to kind of like see what the general consensus was thirteen years ago when this game came out. Metacritic has it sitting at a seventy two. Gamespot gave it a seven point five, and IGN gave it a seven point seven. I actually uh, listened to a Greg Miller review back before he was a total douchebag. Um. But I listened to that, so uh, like and people were kind of into the game. It wasn't a bad game ever by any stretch. Uh, but I was listening to these guys who were playing on PC, and they did say that the game, even the PC version, uh, has some weird bugs to it. One bug in particular, trying to scale the, I guess, graphics to it. If you were trying to scale the scale it up, or if you were something about uh, the game doesn't scale past 1080, like if you're using a 1440 display and you try to i guess scale it up they kept saying that it mm-hmm. would crash your computer and it would mess oh up your you'd have some issues with the sound card and things like that so um i think they, i'll pass on that yeah <laughs> they, they pointed out some issues that like were pretty frustrating it seemed like some of that stuff usually i mean like when i hear people say they got issues with their pc i'm like well duh because you're doing something besides taxes and I tend to write it off, but they were they were being pretty specific, and it was pretty cool to, you know, every now and again, it's like, oh, okay, that, that sounds pretty interesting. So, no, I'm never going to have that problem, because I'm not a nerd. So, but definitely, that's the game I brought to the table. I really wanted to just kind of tell you guys about it, and like I said, if you got PlayStation Now, give it a shot. The first couple levels are really cool. It's really grounded, and, um, you know. I, I quite enjoy the game. I'm so glad I'm playing back through it. I'm definitely going to see it through to completion. Uh, JT and I were kind of going about how to judge this one as far as completion goes, because there's not even a difficulty setting when you start the game. So you can't keep up with in-game achievements because there's no menu for it. There's no difficulty setting. And the online mode is dead because the servers are down. So we're trying to figure out how to do the completion point for this particular game. 
So I'll keep you updated on that one. But definitely, definitely enjoying it. And uh, that's the game that I brought for this gaming book club. Clyde, you said you had another one, right? Yes. And I, I, you're about to roll your eyes. Audience, <laughs> you're about to hear him roll his eyes. <laughs> Let her rip. I want to talk about Microprose uh, version of Magic the Gathering. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I, was, I, I was like, no, there's no way you can make me roll my eyes. Oh, it happened. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Magic the Gathering. Here we go. Yep. Definitely Priestley McPherson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Game, game squats coming in the background. Oh, my God. Yes. Thank you so much for Magic. I hear about magic so much at work. I'm just like, Lord, help me. If I hear about it again, I'm uh, it, well, if my wife ever hears about it again, I'm going to be divorced. <laughs> yeah. Don't let her listen to this episode. <laughs> Wait, did you ever play magic? The gathering? Uh, it almost caused me and my wife to get a divorce a year and a half into my marriage. In other words, yes, he played it a lot. Wow. Yes. Yes. More. I, I started going to competitive tournaments and actually placing and doing well, but I also and, neglected my family, which was not a good thing. Did, and it probably also turned you into a dick. It's, I, mean, no. I, I mean, I was I was a dick to begin with. I was young and I was like nineteen to twenty one. So yeah, I was a dick to begin with. Exactly. Seriously though, like because I've had a so Zach, you know how what the rule tournaments are like. My husband was working at a job that he literally had nothing to do, so he read the entire rule book, like the actual online addendum book for Magic the Gathering, and could I did too. And he almost made became a judge. Oh no, I did pass my judge's test. I was I was a certified judge before oh. they abolished that system. Oh really? They abolished it? Yeah, it's a, it's it's like tournament organizers and stuff now. It's all it's all kinds of weird. Gotcha. He all was right. into it. Good lord. <laughs> yep, I was an official judge. I actually got uh got to judge a uh, a WonderCon like an actual convention event and stuff like that. It was a uh, it was a lot of fun. I, I judged at our local game store quite a bit too. So I was I was the, I was the judge for that store for a while. All right. So I wish. So have have you ever played the 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 Microprose nineteen ninety seven game? Imagine no, the Gathering. I don't. I don't think I want to. It's the only version of Magic the Gathering that I like. On PC. Oh, is it, it? Wasn't it the RPG based one? It was the RPG based one, and that's what made it fun because you had to go beat different characters to build your deck. As opposed to now, where they do, you get to buy digital cards. Dang, it ruined the system. Instant Um, but That's what he was just talking about. Yeah. Uh, it's just an it's just an old game. It's a game that I like. Uh, I mean, most of the games I played, I talked about already on this, so I didn't really want to not bring something that I haven't talked about. Yeah, yeah. So, so how does that work then? So, you said you had to beat players. Was it local multiplayer or was it online? You know? it, nothing. It was it was nineteen ninety seven. You really didn't have the internet back then. So it was uh, P- PV. Like it was just like a role playing game. Like if you play, if you played like Diablo, not Diablo, that's a bad. Like if you played Outer Worlds or whatever, it was a top down, two D game. So you would walk up to people, walk up to little NPCs. You'd pick a fight with them. You'd beat them and win a card. Sweet. 
Gotcha. So, so how does uh are there like boss battles, dungeons? I mean, how do how do you progress in the game? Let's see. It was a long time ago. Uh, Clyde's <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I'm old. I'm feeling my age now. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Well, 1997. What? Yeah, I was a year old. You're welcome. What? No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was born in '96. Remember? God, I forget that you're so I only much t- younger. Than I you. only turned twenty. I only turned twenty-six this year. Oof! I turned thirty-seven already. Let's see here. Yeah. You also got to remember, uh, you know who who uh, introduced me to to your friend group. First, it, first it was Josh, and then and, and Josh introduced me to Frosty, and then Frosty introduced me to you guys. So that yep. there's the problem. Therein lies the problem. Yep. He just a boy. We all just boys. Uh, yeah. So it's basically you just walked around the map, and there's random people. There's like really not even dungeons. It was just random NPCs that you would fight. I did. I never beat the game, so I couldn't tell you if there was like a final boss. And again, he was one. And you know, like Zach, like my husband said, he said that you're going to talk about a game that probably half the people haven't weren't even born yet. So bringing yeah. you up, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hey, I am cultured. I like older games. <laughs> yeah, Halo Four, Halo Five. Me like this. <laughs> so, um, dang, I was gonna say something, and then you, you made me lose my train of thought. You're welcome. Yeah, that's probably for the best. So, I was gonna ask more magic questions, uh, just because we they, there is some overlap. We do have uh, a bit of a magic audience listening, and uh, unfortunately, guys, I can't help you. So. <laughs> but now I don't remember. So I also keep. It's like I'm a bit blown away that that you're you're born ninety six. I know you said you're twenty six, but saying you're twenty six and then actually putting years to it in nineteen ninety six or nineteen ninety seven when she's playing this game, I was playing Resident Evil. So you were just being born. I was playing survival horror games. I was pooping in a diaper. I'm still playing these games so I, I nothing has changed in all of your lifetime i'm still the same person do you, we could put it even more in perspective all right the year he was born uh, was probably was that the year i was that was the year that i met my no i had already been dating my husband because <laughs> i graduated from college from high school in 96 Jesus. And I already, what <laughs> Clyde, you're old. You could be my mother. <laughs> she might be. Yeah. <laughs> think about it. You didn't think about that, did you? No, I did not. I did. Thank you. I graduated high school in 96. You could be my mom. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I turned, I, Zach, I turned 44 next week. I'm oh, sorry, man. you're that much closer to 50. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Just think, that's uh, that's prime gaming age. Hey, JT, this is why you're my favorite person. Dang. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it, it's okay. I'm a jerk. My, uh, my, my wife's, like, best friend's dad, I guess, good way to put it. He turned 60, and I was like, Dad, you know what? I hate to tell you this, but you know you're about seventy five percent of the way through your life expectancy. 
He's like, Jeez. I hate you. He's like, I hate you so much. He hates being called old. Even I'm just like, you're 60. What do you want me to say? You have, you, you, you have like seven grandchildren. Good Lord. Dude, well, I saw this meme the other day. Six kids. So I saw this meme the other day and it was this guy and it was him and his dad. And they were like sitting on the couch. And I was like, yeah, my dad called me over to the house so we could split screen Halo like we did back in the day. And it was him just like holding up his phone while him and his dad were playing OG Xbox playing Halo. And I was like, dude, that's insane that A, that's like a reference from someone's like, someone's grown up. Yeah, yeah, this is my, this is what me and my dad is children. And now that I'm a grown man, I come over and still play Halo with my dad. But I was like, oh my gosh, dude, I was playing that in high school. That's considered like retro now. Like, I mean, technically, the game I'm playing now is considered retro. What the crap? Yeah. So, wait. Well, what was the first game you really played? In first, what video game was the first video game system you really played? Uh, I was an NES kid. So we had an Atari, and I remember playing Pong and things like that in my in my house. But realistically, when I really got into playing games, my dad we had an NES. And we played um, Double Dribble. We played Narc. And uh, we played, what was that? Super Tecmo Bowl, that football game? Uh, it was Tecmo Bowl. Yeah, Tecmo Bowl, yeah. So we played that. And then um, my dad bought me Ninja Gaiden, the Wolverine game on uh, NES. Like, I've, I've, been, I've been playing everything my whole life. Right, so let's ask Zach, what was his first game? Okay. Uh, my mother, my mother had a an NES in her bedroom, and my first game was Super Mario Brothers three. Okay, nice. And that is what I that that that's what got me into gaming. Honestly, I loved it. It was there. There was just you know, there's there's a little bit of skill required to it, and then the first like I I wouldn't say like I wouldn't necessarily say I guess console. Um. My the the first gaming platform that I had that was mine was well, I had a Game Boy Color, and that's and and that's where I discovered Pokemon, and it was just over. Mm. Also, what about you, Clyde? What was your first game? Pac Man. Oh, sweet! Yeah my my mom and dad used to stay up like they they put us to bed and they would play Pac Man and Miss Pac Man forever. Yeah, but I played it on the uh, actual machine, like an actual like arcade. Yes. It was in my house. We had, um, what are those poker machines? The Cherry Masters or something like that? The ones they outlawed? <laughs> we had we had one of those know. in the house. Uh, not the same thing as Pac-Man, but yeah. <laughs> D- Daryl learned to gamble at an early age. Oh my gosh, dude. I, I, I wasn't allowed to touch it, but like I would, I had seen it before. And that was one of the ones that like, if you hit the jackpot, the girl showed her boobies on it. <laughs> and I remember uh, as a kid, like, you're not supposed to be around this. You're not supposed to blah, blah, blah. I was like, whoa, a video game has boobs. <laughs> <laughs> that was my takeaway from that machine. No, Zach, you probably haven't heard this story, but I'll tell it real quick. My father owned uh, an arcade machines and he would rent them out to the local campgrounds. But in the winter, the campgrounds in my area closed down because it was too cold. So he would have to pull the machines back and put them somewhere. And my father didn't want to pay to have them stored in like a warehouse. So to save money, 
they all got put into everybody's actual house. So in my family, we all had different arcade machines. So my parents apparently have pictures of me on a milk crate so I could reach Pac-Man to play. That's dope. That's parenting done right right there. Yeah, we also had an antique slot machine as well. Yeah, what else is parenting done right? What? Kick him in the wiener. (laughs) Dude, that is the funniest thing ever. Clyde, did you listen to the show where I talked about taking my kids to wrestling the other day? No, I did not. I have not been listening to the show. I am very sorry. It's just been very hectic for me. So um, I, I took the boys to WWE. Uh, no, excuse me, AEW. Sorry. Uh, we watched WWE here. I took, took my boys to their first AEW show and uh, my first AEW show. And we were pulling uh, for both guys in the ring at the same time. So we split it up. My, my brother-in-law and my oldest son were pulling for one guy. And me and Pax were pulling for another. And the match was really good. The crowd was really into it. But as they started to kind of work up the momentum, it got a little bit quiet. And my my youngest yells out, punch him, kick him, kick him in the wiener. And then like <laughs> the whole section that we were in started like laughing really hard and really getting into it. And so somebody yells out, yeah, kick him in the wiener. And then uh, another guy yells out, that's parenting done right. <laughs> so oh, my it was, God. It was hilarious. So definitely uh, had a really good time. So, yeah. All right, guys. That was uh, that was our gaming book club. Not bad. Not bad. We'll definitely do this again. Listeners, if you enjoy hearing stuff like this, give us a shout. Let us know. Um, shout out to JT for uh, you know, giving the hookup. So we will talk a little more Elden Ring. I purchased Elden Ring. I just have not had time to play it. Oh, I've you got... need to get on that bandwagon, sir. Ah, well, I don't like to do the bandwagon thing, but I think that uh, I will try it out. My son's playing it right now. I didn't. Um, I've got too many things in front of it. I've got to finish these pledges, and I have... Uh, personal games i want to play as well so. shout out to our patreon producers i have now been pledged to play sleeping dogs as well oh, oh burr, burr, burr. So yeah so we'll do um our sleeping dogs review together so that'd be fun and uh, it's a fun game i think you'll i think you'll enjoy it so and uh, it's been a good time so yeah so i've got sleeping dogs to play and i've got final fantasy 7 remake so Family's going to be gone this coming week. I'm finally going to get to go see the Batman. Uh, shout out to the T-Bird. He just texted me. So he just walked out of the Batman and said it was one of the best Batman films he's ever seen. Wait, you haven't seen the uh, Batman was, yet? No, he's been so, busy. I have uh, finished school. I've got my second job. I've been training. Um, and I've been uh, handling all the show stuff. That's, uh, that's a lot. So, And uh, I have not had time to go see the Batman. So every, and and we've been remodeling our upstairs. So when I do get done with all the other things, I've uh, been ripping out carpets and all that stuff, which we've gotten all but two rooms finished upstairs. So tomorrow I've got to put in new toilets, and then I've got to disassemble my youngest two kids' furniture and then rip out the carpet in their room. The next Saturday, all the floors will be done. And then I'm going to take a break from home renovations for a while because it really cramps my style. So, but yeah, shout out to the patrons, shout out to the listeners. Thank you guys for coming on here and talking shop with me. Um, we'll definitely do more stuff like this. And uh, yeah, that's all I got.
leave reviews. Check it out. Definitely leave reviews. If you're listening on Spotify, give us the old five star. Oh, P.S. Matt G. I did watch the first Sonic movie this week. Oh, yeah. The second one comes out today, doesn't it? It came out yesterday. Yesterday? Okay. Yep. Are you going to go see it? Uh, and go watch my Halo. Daughter, my daughter, I, I already did that. Claw, you're behind. Go away. Um, my daughter is really into Sonic right now and Spider-Man for some reason. I don't know why. She she likes Batman too, but that's just not her thing at the moment. And she really wants to go see the second one. So I think the only... Uh, no, she we haven't gone and seen it. It's it, I just... We haven't gone and seen it for the simple fact that I think it's going to be really hard for a five-year-old to sit still for three hours, three and a half hours in a movie theater. Yeah. Yeah. An hour and a half. Okay. Three and a half hours. Not so much. So, but yeah, we plan on, uh, we plan on this, this upcoming week going to, uh, going one day after I get off work. So I've got, I'm, I've got the, um, the A-lister thing for AMC. Same. You can pay like 20 bucks a month and you can go see whatever you want. And so um, I'm going to go see, I've got it planned out now. I want to see Batman on Tuesday, Morbius on Wednesday. I thought about going to see Sonic 2 on Thursday, but I think my kids want to see it. So I might, I might hold back on that one. Don't go. I I, I don't know if you should waste your ticket on Morbius. That's exactly what I was going to say. I heard it wasn't that good. So here's the thing, right? All the Marvel friggin' little nuggets are saying it's bad which tells me it's probably going to be a, a film i'm going to like no actually uh i just saw um uh, uh god uh wow i'm blanking roberto roberto who i used to podcast with he's big in the movies he watched yeah. it and he said it was terrible and he's a big movie guy he thought a lot of the movie he, he like talks about how Sonic 2 is a feel-good movie and we need it for this generation, and he thought Morbius was bad. Well, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. I listened to your show a lot back in the day. I don't think um, Roberto and I ever really saw eye-to-eye on games. So I don't know that I. that's an opinion I would lean into. Well, I'll let yes, you guys know. but he is the type of guy who, who will praise anything. He will never say anything bad, and he had problems writing reviews if it was bad. So if he's saying that something is bad, it is bad. Well, you know what? Tuesday, Morbius. Wednesday, Batman. Now I've moved it up. <laughs> <laughs> you're going you're gonna, you're gonna to follow up the bad with the good. Got it. <laughs> uh, we'll see. What? It, what? It, I mean, I, I, there's a world in which I like Morbius and don't like the Batman. So. Mm, it's not this one <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out i'll definitely keep you guys updated for sure so yeah definitely looking forward to catching up on some films this week uh, speaking of films real quick before we get out of here i watched uh dracula untold today have you guys seen it's that so before? good so it's so good like i it had no right to be as good as it was never heard of it uh it's really good it's a it's a how Dracula became Dracula story, mm-hmm. but like not like what you would think, like totally not what I expected. So I really, really dug it. Like it, it had me. I mean, like that the one scene where he dives off the tower to catch us to you know, amazing Spider Man, his wife. I didn't love that scene, you know, because like all that happens and then she is able to talk. I'm like, what, what, what are we doing here? But Outside of that, that was such a good freaking movie. 
Like we came home from soccer and the guys were still finishing up the floors. So like, I was like, well, I can't go do anything because if they need me to, you know, like run some more boxes of flooring up there, or if I need to be available for something, so there's something wrong. So I was kind of just stuck for about two hours hanging out in the living room. And I was like, well, let's just go pick out a film. So I was like, oh, Dracula Untold, never seen it. Let's go. Oh, man, that was good. I I really dug that. Luke Evans is such a good actor, though, and and he does not play it enough. And that was the uh, guy who played Dracula? Right. He's been in... uh, He's been in Clash of the Titans, uh, Immortals. He was in all the Hobbit films. Um, he was in one of the Fast and the Furious movies. Two of I'm sorry, excuse me. He was in two of the Fast and the Furious movies. Um, oh, awesome. He's yeah. He's oh my gosh. He's 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 such a great actor. He was uh, he was also in Robin Hood with Russell Crowe as well. Okay. Oh oh. Yeah, definitely dug that. That was that was a lot of fun. So. But anyways, that's it. That's that's the last thing I got. So. We can get out of here this time. We can get out of here. All right, guys. All right. Yeah, we can land the plane. All right. We're landing. We're out. This Loot Bros podcast. Leave reviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
try again.